In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good evening. Happy feast day of the baptism of our Lord. So today we celebrate the feast of the Epiphany, right? The baptism of our Lord in the Jordan River. See, St. John was in the Jordan River baptizing people in what he called baptism of repentance. And it's always good to define our terms, to understand what these gospel writers were trying to say when they were using certain terms. Baptism is the English translation of the Greek word baptismos. Baptismos means to immerse completely or to plunge into. The immersion of the whole self. For example, if a ship was to immerse in the water, that ship has sunk. It is all the way underwater. When we immerse ourselves in baptismal water, the old person dies and we become a new creation in Christ. It's an expression of dying to sin. Dying to sin also by repenting. The word repenting comes from the Greek word that means taking leave of or abandoning. Abandoning our former way of life. Abandoning sin and turning to God. Why water? Water is like dirt. And to clean off water or to clean off dirt, we need water. This is why we shower every day. I hope we shower every day. But this is why we do it, right? This is the fundamental difference between St. John the Baptist and Jesus. St. John the Baptist could only cleanse the outside. He can only cleanse the body, right? He can only cleanse the dirt that we have. Jesus cleanses the soul. Through him we are able to get rid of sin, the dirt that is on our soul. That's why St. John the Baptist says, I baptize you with water, but he who comes after me baptizes you with the Holy Spirit and fire. But in order for that to happen in our lives, we need repentance. Repentance is a theme of Old Testament prophets. Almost every single one of them, if not all of them, speak of repentance. One of the main themes, one of the main messages of Our Lady of Fatima, repent, 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 she kept saying to those three little shepherd kids. What does repentance actually mean? What does that word mean? Because I think that word can be misunderstood at times, right? To understand what repentance means, to understand what repentance truly is, we have to understand what repentance is not. Repentance is not a feeling or regret or sorrow about your sins. Because feelings are not under the control of our free will or our choice. Feelings can be misleading. Repentance is not just an acknowledgement that we have done something wrong. Because we can acknowledge that we have done something wrong and actually not repent of it. Repentance is not just doing some good deeds to make up for the bad that we have done. Because we cannot buy our way into heaven, my brothers and sisters. We cannot save ourselves. Only Jesus can. Although that's not what repentance is, these three things are prerequisites for it. Right? We need to feel regret or sorrows for our sins to be able to repent. We need to do good deeds to show that we've repented. And without recognizing that we need to act differently and change our lives, we cannot repent. And if we do repent, we reform our lives and do more good deeds and fewer bad ones. If repentance makes absolutely no change in your life, it is not true repentance. It's fake. The essence of repentance is not just a feeling or a knowing or a doing. 
Although all those characteristics can be part of it, they're all there. Repentance is a choice of the will, a free choice, a choice to reject the evils of this world and to turn to God, to try to live an upright life. How do we do this? How do we live an upright life according to how God wants us to live? Peter Kreef suggests a three-step process. Repentance, faith, and works of love. Works of love, the third of the three-step process. This is the clearest to see, right? It's the most visible. Repentance and faith are invisible. They happen in the soul. But love happens in our lives. Love happens in our deeds. Love happens in how we treat other people. Love happens in how we treat our neighbor. No one but God can see our repentance and faith, but everyone can see our love. That's why in John 13 it says, they will know we are Christian by our love. The change in our exterior life comes from the change within our interior life. They're one and the same. And that's why St. James reminds us that faith without works is dead. If we don't change our behavior, if we don't change the way we treat people around us, then our call to repentance and faith means nothing, my brothers and sisters. It means absolutely nothing. If we allow God to come into our lives in faith and in repentance, then that same God will come out out of us and how we love those around us. If God is within you, people will be able to recognize it. That is true repentance. And the way I see it, my brothers and sisters, we're all stuck in three places in our lives. In three different places. The first place is when we don't know that we need to repent. These are the people who do not take their faith seriously. If I can cheat someone and make a little bit of money, why not? I would be stupid if I didn't do it. Right? If I could use somebody for my sexual pleasure, why not? If not me, somebody else will do it. So might as well would be me, right? If I can ruin somebody's reputation so I can look good, why not? I need to make sure everybody knows that I'm a good person. I need to know everybody make, to make sure everyone knows that I'm above everybody else. The second place is when we realize that we need repentance, when we realize that God loves us, and then we try to amend our lives. And we actually work on it. We come to church. We pray. And we believe in what the church teaches. And I believe this is many of us in this church today. It's a beautiful thing. But it's also one of the most dangerous places to be. It's dangerous because our coming to church and maybe serving in the church in some capacity makes us feel safe. That becomes our spirituality. We don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. There may be some things in our lives that we need to repent from. But we're not even thinking about it because we think we're good. We come to church on Sundays. I volunteer, Abuna. I do X, Y, and Z. So I'm good with God. It's a dangerous place to be because we believe that we no longer need repentance, right? We no longer need conversion, not realizing that it's an ongoing conversion. The Christian life is an ongoing conversion, always striving to grow in holiness. And that's where the third category comes in. It's a constant growing in love of God and his people. Where everything becomes about him. Every thought, every action, every deed, 
everything. You are captivated by his love. And he is worthy of it. I know you may be thinking about it like everything that I do should be about God. That's exactly what I'm saying. Every single thing we should do should be for the glory of God. And he is worthy. He is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our honor. Every gift that you have is given to you by God perfectly. Then we find a way to mess it up and try to give it back to him like, Lord, I'm doing this for you. As if he already didn't give us everything that we have. We need to recognize that we are sinners, my brothers and sisters. I need to recognize that I'm a sinner. And I'm sorry if I might be a little harsh today, but it's only because I love you. Because God has a plan for your life. God wants to do amazing things in, in your life. He wants to bless you. He wants to walk with you. As bad as you want to be a saint, God wants it that much more for you. Peter Kreeft, great philosopher, says this. Unbelievers often say that religion is a crutch. They're right. It's what they, what they don't know is that they are cripples. That's what John the Baptist, like all God's prophets, tells them. He's an alarm clock to wake us up from our dreamy, comfortable sleep and the dream that all is well. He's the x-ray that tells us we need heart surgery. Free heart surgery is not good news to those who think their heart is perfectly fine. It is great news to those who know that they need a new heart, a heart full of unselfish love and trust instead of selfishness and fear. We need a new heart, my brothers and sisters. A heart that is ready to repent, to turn away from sin. A heart that is ready to love the world the way Jesus did. A heart that will remind us that we'll believe in Jesus Christ and we reject the devil and all his works. Amen?